Hello out there. It's another sunny Friday afternoon, and I hope you've all had a good week. This is White Ash Flies with Colin Mahoney. Thank you so much for tuning in for another installment of my series of original work, Xander's Appendix and Other Gratuitous Organs. Today, I'll be reading Two Remarks on National Parks and The Sisters Doler, The Price Sisters at Brixton Prison. Dolores and Miriam Price were born in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and introduced to the Irish Republican cause by their father, Albert Price, a founding member of the Irish Republican Army. Their aunt, Bridie Price, another IRA volunteer, was moving a cache of explosives when it detonated. She was blinded and lost both her hands in the explosion. Dolores recalled lighting her aunt's cigarettes for her as a little girl. The sisters joined the IRA in 1970, and along with ten other volunteers, were arrested for their involvement in the London bombing of 1973, in which two car bombs, after a warning was called in an hour earlier, were detonated outside the Old Bailey Courthouse in the Agriculture Ministry, killing one person and injuring 200. Two other car bombs were located and diffused in time. The sisters received life sentences and were the only women incarcerated at Brixton Prison outside of London, where they and other IRA members went on a 208-day hunger strike for political prisoner status and transfer back to Northern Ireland. Prison authorities finally intervened, and the strikers were subjected to daily force feedings. They were released from prison on humanitarian grounds in 1980. You can find this and other episodes of White Ash Flies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor FM, and Acast. And you can also follow me on Twitter at ColinMahoney15. And now, two poems written and read by Colin Mahoney on White Ash Flies. The Sisters Doler, The Price Sisters in Brixton Prison We're the Sisters Doler, Lily and Rose, and we left a disequilibrium of gardens, left our brand of tall men talking a gravel of grave words, into logs and stumps and other hollowed things, and drove our automobiles right up to his royal centers, the mouths of government buildings, and aimed our massively percussive attentions at their facades, emptied but for the faces of the criminally negligent and the criminally curious, and the unfortunately out of touch, on their way to work God's way of working his way, all of them involuntary martyrs, potentially. But where volunteers, born and born again of volunteers, fledged and hidden or burnt, we bend to breezes contrary to these, and ended up in the dirt under the odors and detentions of tall men, where we volunteered to famish fanatically, fantastically, until doctors were summoned and administered, asking us calmly to take the bit calmly, and to swallow their proboscis and its nutrient stream, driven direct to the centers of us, delivered to us in kind, if not kindness, not ours to reject. They are the sun, after all. 
We're the Dolor sisters. We're wax flowers. Our former reds are clear and fair, admired by at least one thousand distant squares of blue, when we said, Remember me. Remember me. Two Remarks on National Parks 1. There's a saint whose rest in excess quavered him out past the limits of our services, where he bloomed effusively. But we've infused our days with a reeking crowd of appointments none were warned of but woke to, and the facts leading back to them, to which all matter swerves at the end of the day. Others of us wake to shingles being stapled to roofs, not ours. While we were sleeping, someone murdered a room in deep Calabrian blue, like they say creosote coats the lungs and railway ties, and settles in bones and river banks where it finds us, next to a womanly spine barely traced, bent and turning on a spider's line. That's where the river bends, and when bare feet scatter river sand over all the floors of the house. This treatment is something new, a regimen of blood thinners, and someone stands a largish can on the doorstep, primed to burst and embed agony in the furniture, and lay a fine white powder of quietus on the leaves indoors, that lingers over the smell of knives cutting into sirloin tips and eggs. Either we're everlasting, or we're tied up everlastingly, and the choice exhilarates. So enlarged are we that all foxes have grapes, sardines for cognition, swimming in and out of buttonholes in olive oil while over the radio, lives and loves colloid. It turns out the boilers and turbines we ordered went undelivered at last, and set us back centuries at least. But then the whole project's collapsible in the end, and falls in on itself, and the maps all bleed safari eventually. They call that a liquidity trap. At the point of saturation, we'll all be together again, inside the atomic pile, a fine dust on the leaves inside, saying things like, The knives and forks here are dark distortions of themselves, while you and I are brightest renditions of ours. Or, We fell from the fields through a rainstorm, born clear of the clouds. I'm so sorry. I'm soaked through, and probably starting to emanate. Or, you know, the bees and their means are all of a sudden clear to me, like I'd been adrift with it until I had a hand in it, the liquid gray matter of this hive, weirdly alive on its stem. So emotions elude us, until the exterior shears toward the interior, and they run a live feed of warblers, maybe, premonitory to new intensities, or of bicycles drafting, or tall grass flowing together, which hides those immensities out there, waiting at quieter velocities. To say they stalk us says too far, 
But they follow us as surely as flesh follows bone, and bone makes flesh. Be it hidden in the steppe, or as biomorphs shining in the sand, before oceans of deep cerulean blue. Womanly spines bending or reading upwards, or prone, in groups or alone. Others standing, hands on hips, to warn their kids from the water who just been here eating peanut butter sandwiches, and whose shadows we caught against the brightest wall once, and forever after. 2. Tall stars, tall trees, and ants tall as angels traveling up and down their bark, bending or leaning between this world and some other, one wonders. But I, for one, am bound, determined to take my time down here among the frogs. But I'd love it if you'd come in a while and talk, while girls the size of frogs scissor-kick through ponds or pools indoors. In this our blue tabernacle, of rough-hewn walls and so many rooms and ways in at luminous angles, burning brighter by and by, giddy at the distance. How infinitely near is endlessly away.